Christopher saying, have you framed the UM shirt yet? Uh, you got to send it to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. I, I know it should, <laughs> but you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the you know the the auction to go off. And then oh, yeah, I'll, they got to buy it, it off of you. They got to buy it off of you. Yeah, man, so. someone got to buy it off me, man. I, I haven't it. seen the eBay link come through. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. wipe my ass with it, man. Be authentic. Authentic. Why, Nate. why are we wiping our ass with it? To get the essence. <laughs> because that's why that's why I think of Miami, <laughs> the pure shit. You know, <laughs> said to get the essence. <laughs> hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dogs. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No Bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spirit, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here on this fantastic Thursday evening, second week in a row, back on our good old Thursdays. And we're here to recap a whole lot of stuff. I mean, right now we're in the thick of everything happening, football going on, big games coming up for them along with basketball, too, and there's a lot of discussion there. Is it time to overreact? FSU Twitter sure is, so we got a lot to discuss here, and there's no better person to dis- discuss basketball with than another than Austin VZ down there in the bottom right. We got D. Lou at the top, about to head on his bachelor trip up to Boston tomorrow. Lucky, Luckily, we were able to grab him on here before God knows what's going to happen to him. And then Nate Greer, bottom left, lead recruiting insider. I mean, everything's jumping up on recruiting, too. This is a very busy time right now but that means we got a lot to talk about so uh, as always you guys can listen to the podcast on itunes google play spotify youtube if you're on youtube right now hit the comments discuss with us hang out with us subscribe like and do all the fun stuff there we got a lot to go through this evening we're going to talk a little bit of our last thoughts on florida state versus miami the momentum from recruiting tyree west I don't think he's been talked about enough in the last 48 hours but we got some tyree west goodies to talk Practice observations. Uh, we talk about some of the things there with Toa Philly being available this upcoming weekend, too. Uh, we got the announcement of the Florida State UF kickoff time. We'll talk pro knolls and then the rest. We'll recap, you know, Florida State basketball and what's going on there with their loss to UF and their win against Tulane at home last night. And then we'll talk Boston College and get you guys ready for that. Florida State's only two wins away from making it to a bowl game. Will they make it? We'll talk about it tonight. So, uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? Things are going crazy right now. But beautiful weather in Tallahassee. I can't complain. Yeah, it's perfect outside. It really is. Ever since the Miami game, you know, we've just been getting rewarded time and time again. I'm glad you're getting rewarded because I'm getting rewarded with a terrible offense on the basketball team. Well, I try to ignore that <laughs> side of things. I, I just stay on the bright side a little bit. Yeah, I mean, me. you know, at least you guys have something. 
Nate, how you doing, Nathaniel? What up, baby? Uh, uh, I'm straight, man. Tired. tired. A little tired. Caught up tired, to you. Man. Hey, we're matching, though. We did. Did we do know, that on man. purpose? You know. No. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Have you my, watched? My goal is to not be anything like you, Logan. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Know, this shirt only comes on for the podcast. Otherwise, it sits in a deep dark spot in my 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 closet. So. I don't have to look at you or be reminded like in, a, of you. in a heap. Mm-hmm. You got to throw me. it in the dryer before you it, get, it, podcast, like, get the wrinkles out. Yeah. Put a little wrinkle release on there, you know, <laughs> do the college, college ironing. You know, you throw it in the dryer real quick. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. That's all, all right. right. It, it, it was a great week, man. Not a lot of people could be like me. So I beat Miami, you know, thank God, you know, nobody you can know. be like me in 31, 28 exact score. I mean, I'll probably hey. say it eight more times tonight. So only three minutes it, in. You, you probably, Predicted probably 100 scores before you got one right, so congratulations. But You're not uh, wrong, yeah, it, it's that's why I'm see, celebrating man. it. That's why I'm celebrating you know, it. I'm a little disappointed that the Miami fans have tucked their tail and you know disappeared as quickly as they have. But well, they're already you know, on I, to their next coach, it's gonna oh, be, yeah, man. It's gonna be um, co head coaches of Lane Kiffin, Mario Cristobal, and, and um, whatever. Bullshit can come out too. Yeah, no. I I think Belichick's going to coach the linebackers for him. So, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah bring in got Tom Brady old, at quarterback. It, it's a fantasy. It, listen, it's a fantasy land down there. Yep. Yeah, I know. You got freaking Lane Kiffin going there. You know, go ahead and, and you know give his agent props for you know getting him a raise at Ole Miss. Well, you know who his agent listen, is, right? Yeah, Jimmy Sexton. The, the one who gets only. everyone to raise. Yep. The, 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 the scumbag of all scumbags, man. Honestly, he, though, he's the best agent ever. I know. Every, every <laughs> client has, gets uh, a raise every year. Has, <laughs> Idaho Tech is opened up. I'm going to get your name out there. You know, you're going to leave LSU for Idaho Tech, man. I'm going to get you an extra couple million. Man. Easy money. That's how Come it works. Nah, well, Miami's getting everybody. They're also, they saw the petition for Miami to get. Uh, the Rock down there to be their AD. I think. I guess man, if that's on, the case, dude. you got no. If that's the case, you have Kevin Hart as the head coach. Keep it in the family, man. So, so you got you know you got Ed Reed as the uh, director, player, whatever he is. Um, the whatever Rock the is there. He, is. he was doing the director. chant on the field with uh, whatever the hell that duck is on the field. What do they call it again? Ibis. I yeah, was, after Miami scored their late touchdown, he went out on the field yeah, and did man. the chant. And it, it, it was great to see. So I don't excited. know if he's a cheerleader yeah. too. I don't know. Guy keep him motivated. Pretty much a mascot. He's there for the name. Practically, but, about it, the clout. Yeah. Um, so all, but yeah. all that, all that bullshit, fake hype. You know, starting at the fourth quarter with, you know, Manny Diaz getting him on on the field. Jump around the logo, getting all pumped up, man. It's all fake. It's a fake program, man. Yeah, I, 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 I really hope they enjoyed the last four years because it's going to be a while. Yeah, they had their chance there for sure. And Nate's got a eight whole commitments year. Right now. Oh, they have eight commitments right now, okay? And, and us of, as any fans can be, you know, we can explain what transition classes do to a program. They're, they're going to fire Manny, go to a transition class, with zero people in the class, but the, but come on, man, let's be realistic. So, I I love to see it. So, 
go ahead and fire Manny. Bring on who who's Temple's coach right now? That seems to be their pipeline. Let's look it up right quick. <laughs> that is gonna be Rod Carey. The okay, former so, NIU coach that I so believe bring bring was the Orange Bowl coach. Yeah, that lost to FSU. Or am yeah. I wrong? No. no that, yeah, that was he took was over when looked so familiar. No, yeah, it was him. He took over when yeah. Dave Dorn left there to go to NC State. He was the interim coach and ended up just hiring, I believe. Something happened like that. But man, come on, man. You know. It's great to see. Good stuff. Yeah. Fun times. It's really entertaining to keep an eye on Miami Twitter. Good stuff. I saw your tweet earlier today, Nate, of Lane Kiffin kicking the uh, board and celebrating the Miami fan tweeting. That's what mm-hmm. it's going to look like whenever Lane Kiffin throws. Or gets, yeah, the gets national average of rent was $715 the last time Miami won the national title. Seven hundred. The national average. Wow. What's the national average dollars. now? Look it up, Logan. We're going to do a lot of Googling <laughs> right now. <laughs> national average. Need to see if I'm paying a good deal. It's like, like 1200 I bet. I bet you it's like 12 to 14 by it's double. more than 12. 1,098. That was close. 1,098? In 2020. But that's well, just you, a wet, one bedroom. You got to think about how many places aren't New York City or a college town. Yeah, yeah you got to think about like – the mm-hmm. pro dunk Ohio that you can get a house for five hundred dollars a month, you know. Yeah. Or, or you know, Section Eight housing, or you know, then you have the <laughs> San Francisco five thousand dollars a month rent, you know. And then you have you know Tallahassee, which I don't know what it is there, but about a thousand. Yeah. But anyways, pretty- let's look at this beautifulness right here, man. Let's look at this beautiful slate here. It looked great on Saturday night, and now it even just looks even better. Nate, we looked at this along with D-Lou. After the game, but Florida State wins and beats Miami and Manny Diaz 31-28. to Right now, for, uh, Miami has fired their AD. They're looking for a new one and could be looking for a new coach after Mike Norvell did what he had to do. This is his first rivalry game uh, coaching. I know people are going to say last year, well, he was coaching now. This was his first Rivalry game that he coached, and he gets the one he's one to know against rivals. Um, but Florida State, Jordan Travis, Jermaine Johnson, Amarion Cooper. I mean, names go on. But they're, they're lucky it wasn't with. worse, man. I would say yeah. you, you look at the stats. Florida State wins every single statistic outside of passing yards, which mm-hmm. is close enough. Whatever and tackles for loss, which whatever, because Jermaine Jermaine Johnson was doing everything himself, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and even even passing yards, Jordan Travis had a career high in the game, so. Yeah. If it's not for that last twenty yard completion with a second left, you know, passing yards pretty even. Yep. Take away that lucky ass tip touchdown yep. to Harley. Florida State executes better in the first half. You know, it's more like a a, a twenty eight thirty one nothing score at the half, and, and they they run away with it. So. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about it a couple times. You know, Florida State came out of the gate. Got that made Miami punt, got the touchdown, then forced three straight mm-hmm. turnovers, and I think only got a touchdown. You know, out of those seventeen out of all total three. points, yeah, seventeen yeah. total points out out of three turnovers and a heck of an effort in that first quarter. So, like you said, Nate, you really could have blown them out of the water early, and this wouldn't have even been a game. But I think everyone can live with how it worked out, especially going in Florida State's favor. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, Florida State found its rushing game back, too, in this game. But Deshaun Corbin going for 68 yards. Uh, and then Jordan Travis goes off, too, with 62. Treshawn Ward had some really nice plays with 21 yards, but a total of 160 on the ground after Florida State couldn't get anywhere cl- well close to 100, but it only almost took two games uh, the previous two weeks. So Florida State getting back into a rhythm there on the ground, and this is something we talked about in the preview, that Florida State should uh, should have a pretty decent game on the ground against Miami's rushing game defense. Mm-hmm. You know, Miami did bring a better threat there in that red zone in this game, I thought. Um, they were able to keep Florida State away from scoring a few times. Um, but, you know, Jordan Travis overall hitting those throws when need be, stepping in, stepping through the pocket too, and throwing some darts just in the – on dimes is what really put this through. And, you know, he has his best year or his best game in his career going for 274 yards uh, on the day, 18 of 26. Yeah. I mean, as solid as the rushing attack was against Miami, it was really Jordan Travis who stepped up and won this game. You know, he made some tremendous throws over the middle, obviously hit Ja'Kai Douglas on that last drive, the big throw on, on fourth and 14, and in every big moment, it felt like he really stepped up and delivered. You know, he's, he's got to be as confident as he's been since he got to Florida State right now when it comes to throwing the football. Well, for sure, yeah, you know, he, like I said on the Instant Reaction podcast, you know, I, I've given him a lot of grief for him as a passer. You know, he played well on Saturday, took advantage of, uh, of the plays that were open. You know, studying the pocket, which is the first time he's really done that in forever. Mm-hmm. First time he's ever really done that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, had a really good presence. You know, stepped up. You know, I, I I really liked those plays where they got him out of the pocket and those little throwbacks to the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, really like I like I like those. Those are easy throws. Um, it kept them in, in rhythm too. So, but that. Yeah, everyone's talked about it, you know, ad nauseum, but that fourth and fourteen, man, that was that was a toss, man. Thirty yards dime. It was great anticipation. I mean he he yeah, saw the defense. Right where I had to be. He saw, it was a perfect throw. And I'm right there with Nate. We've we've give, we both given Travis a lot of grief, but he showed up. And it's glad he it's a good thing he did because Florida State really, really needed him. And glad he finally made some plays. Jordan yeah. talked about it. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, and you look at it, you know, even going back a little bit over the last four games, Travis, five touchdowns, no interceptions. FSU's had a three and one record in those four starts, only loss being to Clemson on the road, where, you know, really a couple plays go FSU's way. They're walking out of Death Valley with a win. Last pick mm-hmm. that Travis threw was um, back against Syracuse in, in early October. And even then, it was on. The, the freak wide receiver screen where McDonald missed the block and the defender kind of jumped the route and got a pretty insane pick. So he's been doing a really good job uh, of taking care of the ball, especially as of late. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> he has. So. And, and, and I, I put a lot of that too, Ben. I think we need to tip our cap more to the offensive staff and putting him in the offensive position. I, I think they've, I think we talked a little bit about it on the post game, but we talked about last week too how you know Florida State's kind of found their their rhythm with the play calling, and they've kind of really figured out what they're what they are and what they aren't on offense. So they've done a really good job of calling the plays and scheming guys open in the last few weeks, and and, and now they're able to make plays. You know, Parchment had that boneheaded 
you know, he, he stopped running. Looks like he didn't really mm-hmm. expect the ball, but you know, he he made up show for button. it. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's showboating. But you know, guys are starting to get open. You know, Jakai Douglas has done nothing but get open this year. So you know, you got to figure out how to get him in in, in the scheme yeah. or the next two weeks as you try to get bowl eligible. So you know, it, it's happened at at the right time. You know, you know, I, I think the tough defenses are over. Um, and not, now we can see if, if Florida State can put up some points to keep moving offensively. What you think? You think? You think in Gainesville they don't have a good defense? They come on, Sanford scored fifty five on them. Might be the worst defense we play all year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Ooh, more confident man. about my about Florida than I do than Miami. Dang. I feel more confident about Florida than I do Boston College. That tells you where things are. I feel that too a little bit. <laughs> Florida's in some in some they got some problems, man. But we'll address that next week. So mm-hmm. That's going to be a real fun one. We'll make sure to get a good guest or two on here to help us preview that one. Um, but, yeah. yeah but to, uh, to Nate's point on the offense, you know, like you said, they've, they've really figured it out, not only with play calling, but also putting the right guys in position at the right times. Mm-hmm. And 25 straight red zone scores for the Florida State offense. When they get inside that 20, they're coming away with points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Marion Cooper, I want to talk about him for a little bit because he and along with Kevin Knowles are two guys, true freshmen that are starting in a rivalry game. Kevin has already had experience there as being a starter, but Marion Cooper comes in first game rivalry and absolutely shows out. Great coverage. Uh, PBUs along with his big time interception, which just kept on killing Van Dyke's drives down the field, um, but Amarin Cooper, what a game by him as a true freshman, and really understanding, as a, just being smart mentally and understanding where he needs to be in which scheme and which packages. He's going to be. He's got a very, very bright future overall. Kevin Knowles and Amarin Cooper for the future ahead in the defensive back area. That's just what Florida State continues to do year on year out. I think you're on mute, Nate. Yeah, but no, I don't think kids. I don't think he was talking. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Mario Cooper. By the way, Cooper, I'm giving you some love here on the show. Nobody else is giving you love. No, no, I, I, I said enough on the instant reaction. I thought he played a damn good game. You know, I, I think that it's pretty laughable going in when when they announced that he was starting. All these Miami fans started. Getting all happy and ecstatic, but hilarious. Yeah, he he he's been coming on the last few weeks, you know, in game and in practice. Um, you know, the coaches gave him a shot and he it paid dividends. So but even on 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 the last few drives when Miami had to have it, they they put Cooper on Rambo and, and Cooper shut him down, man. Like they they're they're super senior, six year guy, whatever he is, transfer. True freshman for a start, shut him down. Um, like you said, Logan, he played smart the entire game. Um, super physical, great length. You know, he's not a burner, but he's fast enough to stay in coverage. Um, mm-hmm. Great size, arm length. He's going to be a problem. Second interception of the season, too. Yeah. Oh, I, I think people forget about him, you know. Blue chip guy was committed for a while. I know, you know he, you know, teetered a little bit towards the end, and, and you know people just forgot about you know old, old Marion from from Lehigh, 
but you know, comes from a a gritty program, you know, kind of like the you know Lake City, Columbia, Valdosta kind of school where those kids are just players, man. You know, they're coached up well in high school. You know, good size, good good head head on the shoulder. You know, good technique coming in. So, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before he was going to get out there and play, especially with you know one the uh, the injuries that the FSU's had, two just the subpar play from guys like Travis Jay and the inconsistencies of, of Jerry and Jones. Um, it was just a matter of time before you see him and, and Hunter Washington, who's done pretty well throughout, you know, practices and, you know, he's looked pretty decent in, in the playing time he's had. So, you know, tip of the cap for the coaches, uh, you know, go out there in the rivalry game and start two true freshmen. And they both played really well. Hopefully he can get Cooper a better number than 37. Because he's too good to be wearing 37. Yeah, man. It's just an ugly uh, number. Hey, if it works, hey, if it works, it works. Now you got to change that, man. Mm-hmm. Got to get better, better number there. I was going to note here that he is the tr- first, true f- first true freshman at the FBS level with those numbers in a game since 2013 and the first Seminole of any class since Derwin James in 2017, which was against... Uh, Syracuse, but he, along with Jermaine Johnson, got accolades for Players of the Week. He's the first DB for Florida State uh, this season to receive an accolade from uh, the ACC. Kind of surprised so, with with the way Brownlee's played, you know, at times this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? but, Might uh, have had another know, DB in the ACC perform a bit better. Going to talk about Jermaine. Who's that? Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's that guy? Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Three sacks on the game. He, along with that, I mean, he gets his ACC accolades as usual, too. I mean, the defensive line continues to rack them up. Uh, they've got a pretty good, uh, heavy amount of awards coming from the ACC. But Jermaine Johnson just looked unstoppable. And for a game that you wanted to have those kind of superstars show out, he does it. I mean, the NFL guys and scouts are probably just drooling at his performance <clears throat> on Saturday. But Jermaine absolutely goes off for three uh, sacks and had five TFLs on the night. Um, he's the only player in the country with multiple three sack plus four plus uh, taf- tackle for losses in games this season. He leads we'll all power five defensive line- linemen with 61 tackles yeah. and ranks second nationally with 11 sacks on the year. What, what was that when he came backside and, and tackled the tight end in the open field to, mm-hmm. to, you know, caused the punt, man. You know, the guy was completely out of the play and, and just the hustle and determination to get over there. You know, finishes off the play. Um, you know, Florida State did a good job of getting to the ball, but, you know, it, it, it was Jermaine's little, you know, pop at the end that kind of put him to the ground when he was trying to fight for that first down. So, you know, yeah. I mean, can't, can't really see anything that hasn't been said already, man. Kid played a hell of a game. Yeah, his name is just, you know, all over this game. Not only that play, Nate, but just countless sacks on Van Dyke. Um, jumping, jumping. I think, a jet sweep and getting a huge tackle for loss. I mean, just just all night, straight domination from a guy when you look back on it. This is going to be his only appearance in this rivalry, and he set the record for tackles for loss. No one in the rivalry has ever had five tackles for loss in a game other than him. So it's just an impressive, you know, a a historically impressive performance for Jermaine Johnson. And 
it was obviously the best game that he's played st- statistically in his co- in his college career to this point. So he saved the best for last, and yeah, well, hope he's got something for the at, Gators as well. When you look at coming into the season, I think all four of us were pretty excited about you know Jermaine Johnson. You know, do you think he's exceeded expectations? Blown him out of the water. Yeah, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not only because of the roof, like yeah, <clears throat> especially because I didn't think he's done off the field. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think everything he's done off the field. A, I think any player could have a single bigger impact on defense than Jalen Ramsey had against Miami in what was it, 2014? And you watched Jermaine mm-hmm. in this game, and you're like, God, <laughs> mm-hmm. he was just all over the place, making plays everywhere, especially from the D line. He just torch in Miami's offensive line, which is what which is what they needed coming in the game. Hmm. You just created yeah. havoc the entire game. You know, it, it, it's just the mentality of kind of recalibrating what it takes to be, you know, an upper echelon upper echelon elite college football player. I think he's kind of you know reset that mindset with with this football team. You know, yeah, he spent time in junior college and Georgia, and you know, the guys worked his tail off and and. You know, he, he, that work ethic has been there even before he came to FSU, but, you know, he brought that and, and, and it was super motivated and it's kind of showed this team that's still young, hey, you know, put it, put your work in and it, it, it's going to show out for you. So, you know, it's a, just a mentality change too that this program needed. Yeah, not only that, but the thing that he's came in and wanted to work and he really does believe in Mike Novell and he wants to leave here as being a null, not anywhere else of where he's been before and he's came in and been a leader too for that whole unit and you see it all the time I see it at practices of him going and talking with some of the younger guys and guys behind him on the depth chart giving them tips and certain things like that and you know that's that's huge for a guy that wants to leave a mark here not only from what he's doing on the field and what he's he's just not a selfish guy you know we've seen a lot of guys come through Florida State where they come in and you know they they want to their eyes are set on the league and all that. But I mean, this guy talked about an interview. He's not going to be one of those players that come in and then he's just going to sit out for the bowl game. If there's a bowl game chance and he's going to play in it. And that's just because he loves Florida state. And you know, it's, it's very rare breed. You kind of get that. uh, that It's the first real difference maker FSU has had on on that side of the ball since, you know, late Jimbo probably since, um, you know, Derwin and, um, you know, Demarcus Walker is probably the last really true playmaker FSU's had on that side of the ball. And it's been a while. Yeah. So let's talk about the momentum from this game to wrap up that last thoughts on FSU versus UM. Uh, momentum from recruiting because we saw it. We got to see it in the stands, too. A lot of guys there, including Travis Hunter. You had a Chris Parson, too. Um, a whole lot of targets that were in attendance, including Marvin Jones Jr., who might be the biggest, if definitely the biggest target for FSU going to finish off this class. Legacy recruit. We met up with Chris Parson after the game, Dustin, and I know a lot, both you and Nate talked with a few guys afterwards, too. What was kind of now, with a couple days now talking with them and conversating, what was kind of the feel after getting that win? And, you know, we talked about it, too. Miami both of y'all picked Miami to be this biggest game over Florida in order to win, just mainly because so many of those guys are from down south. But also, I mean, you've got them all in your stadium under the lights, and you get that win. What kind of things are y'all hearing from some of the recruits? Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely huge to 
have that kind of environment, doke at night, host Miami, and then beat them for the first time in uh, four tries. You know, so the recruits very impressed by the game, excited for Florida State to get that win. And, and I think they recognize what the coaching staff is starting to see a little bit is they're just a couple steps away from taking back the state of Florida and really, you know, landing elite talent year in and year out. I think Florida State really has to capitalize in these last two games. It would be huge to extend the season and get to a bowl, continue to show that the six, this uh, success is building. And, you know, I know you did get a commitment from a, a transfer, didn't get anyone in the, the 2022 class, obviously, this weekend. But the shockwaves from this win are, are going to pay off when the early signing period comes up in a couple weeks. Yeah, you, you know, you get Bless Harrison. You know, he decommitted from UCF, a guy that you know, David Johnson is familiar with from back in New Orleans. You know, you know when I talked to him, he's got two former teammates and Byron Turner and soon to be Bishop Thomas that will be playing for FSU. So, you know, the guys, you know, excited about getting uh, to Tallahassee. Um, yeah, I know he comes from Lamar. You know, some people may be down on that, but, you know, you can't really turn away guys who are 6'6", 315 that can play inside or outside, you know, or, or big can bend and, and you know, ha- ha- have the tools that that plus does have, and he's going to be a multi-year guy for for FSU. So, I think that's a quality take take from the portal. Uh, and you know, as far as like what people have said, kind of what Dustin said, you know, the the atmosphere is always in, in those rivalry games for Florida State Miami is always electric. Doesn't matter, you know, it's the the one game a year Miami gets attendance. Um, you know, and it's 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 a great environment for. That game in Tallahassee, you know, fans showed out for that game, um, and, and it, it was a good game. You know, it went back and forth, and I, I think that helped generate some buzz and excitement. And you know, Florida State didn't fold; they they, they fought back and, and came back and won. But I think behind the scenes, it, it went a lot went a lot better than what we heard so far publicly. You know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that feel very very good about how the weekend went. Um, you know felt that some needs um, may, may may have been addressed um, in, in terms of what, what FSU needs to finish out the class. And, and you know, you look at a guy like Marvin Jones Jr., um, who, who I've said for a while now is the most important recruit left on the board and has been maybe the most important thought to cycle. Made a great impression on him, you know. You know, guy's been around the program for – almost all of his life. So, you know, he's a fan of FSU and he sees, you know, a, a great game and proof of concept when you watch a guy like Jermaine Johnson continue just to dominate. So that's great yeah. to see for him personally, but also a great environment and, and, and get the W. But, you know, behind the scenes, the, the coaching staff felt very good about coming out of the, out of the weekend. So I, I don't know why people think Coleman's trending to Oregon. From the tweets, let's talk about that for media. So, Kevin <laughs> Coleman, five star wide receiver. Why? Why? Because he went on a visit that? there. That's he, that's where he visited last. So that's great. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what it comes fans down not to. be worried. That's great. I mean, the guy's been He's at FSU multiple times on his own dime. 
mm-hmm. talking about coming again before possibly before signing day which you know, would be huge if that happens it's it's over it's it, <laughs> it, it, it's for the for the key away it's over yeah you know, nothing has changed in, in how i feel about coleman and, and fsu right well what what's the alternative why go to oregon what what is that oregon that would be better besides facilities uniforms heard they've got great weather Ew. My, what? So I'm, I'm, being I'm being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. Michael Pittman, uh, another blue chip wide receiver, Oregon gets transferring out of there. Yeah, saw that. He, wide receivers, man, man, whatever, man. No, everyone needs to relax. It's relax, everyone. Let it play out. Michael saying Coleman on record said he wanted to start right away. So I will Good. say things. Not necessarily looking great with uh, wide receiver Camden Brown, you know, one of Florida State's other targets at the position right now. I I don't think, from what I've heard at least, I don't think they're going to be able to flip him away from Pittsburgh. So really, you know, it's Coleman, Mortimer, hope Destin Hill shows up in January and hit that transfer portal. Yeah, Destin's got it. They got to hit that. That has to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, they're gonna have to go the, the the portal route. I mean, they're gonna have to. You know, there's a couple options in there already, but you know, I mean, such is life. You know, I, I think you offer Camden Brown, see, get him on campus, and you know, see if it's a fit. And if it doesn't mesh for each side, it doesn't mesh for each side. That's that's why you take the visits. Question in here. Uh, from Gary asking, what if Florida State loses to Boston College but beats UF? I'm going to tell you no bowl. No bowl. But we're still all going, to ha- going home happy. Beat Miami and Florida, we're, we're good. <laughs> it would still give the staff something to work with, but oh, yeah, you would prefer you beat the Gators and, and get Boston to a bowl. College and go to mm-hmm. a bowl game. Then you win this season from the fan base. And you Absolutely. get this, what is it? Especially after starting 0 4. Yeah, I mean, being so close to beating Clemson, yeah. A yeah. seven and two finish, it's on the table. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, but yeah, we'll have some more updates there, recruiting wise. One last thing, though, let's talk Tyree West because it seems like some momentum is there. We were on at practice on Wednesday and got to see him visiting with the coaching staff along with the players. Um, I can't say fully on everything else just because due to NCAA and all their regulations and all that craziness. But uh, Tyree West was indeed enjoying the visit. A lot of smiles, a lot of smiles. Bartow along with Kenyatta Watson, those recruiting guys, those gurus around. You can say that. I don't know. God forbid. Well, I did see them on public (laughs) space. I did see them at the sidewalk after the practice together. So (laughs) I could say that I know, but I will say that Terry West did really enjoy his practice visit. While we were Who there. drove him away in the golf cart? I don't know. I didn't know the name. It wasn't Kenyatta Watson nor Ryan Bartow, but That's they went by sign. fast because I couldn't get a picture in time. <laughs> They're running like TMZ, and I will not be doing that after a 17-year-old. I'm not going to run after people like that. Um, but Tyree West, uh, some places have him rated as a five-star, four-star, very high product, definitely on the SI All-American, our site. Uh, 
and Georgia current. He Georgia is not commit. ranked in the SI 99. Wow. We're, we're ranking them. <laughs> Just we're ranking them right now. <laughs> Breaking news. We're ranking them. I texted Tell John, John about that. I was like, Tell John. Ranked? Question mark, question mark. John, John, we're ranking them right now. He's going to be a high four star. <laughs> you know, let's put him as a five star, John. Can we do that? Um, but Tyree West, Nate, and Delu. What have y'all been hearing? I got a text earlier today from Georgia's side of things, and they think that it is over, that he is going to make the flip to Florida State. Yeah, so, I mean, this yeah, one. So, yeah, there you go. That's what I think. Been, it's been a long time coming. So, I mean, you know, Florida, State's, really Florida State's worked on this for a while, like multiple months. So, I don't want to say a long time coming. You know, it's kind of coincided months, with some moves. Coming. But it's coincided with some moves that Georgia's making in their own recruiting class, and it's going to work out in Florida State's favor because, like you said, they've been there the entire time. Mm-hmm. If he if he was going to decommit from the Bulldogs, they've got that relationship. And, you know, getting him on campus earlier this week, absolutely huge. And he also said he's going to return in December for – an official visit. I, I did, you know, hear from a source and I reported in our discord that I had been told he was going to publicly make his decision um, yesterday. Obviously that didn't happen for whatever reason, but I do think everything eventually, you know, comes to a close in December and he winds up in the 2022 class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, it, it, those comparisons are, you know, if they come to fruition of him and, and being very much like Timmy Jernigan, I think that would be a huge building block for Florida State in the interior because we all know, know how, how he was in his three years at, at Florida State. So, mm-hmm. just a yeah. violent, violent yeah. high You got to work hard for that. Defensive yeah. lineman, man. You know, it, it, and, oh. and you watch his highlight tape, you see the same stuff. You know, guy's violent, you know, plays with a high motor, a lot of energy. Um, Really, you really like to see it. So, you know, it, it, it's a benefit too for, you know, Georgia's. At some point, you know, these players are going to start going elsewhere because they're not going to sit the bench. Um, but also, Florida State's just done a really good job of recruiting this kid. Mm-hmm. Is that what Travis Hunter was doing over in Athens, guys? Let's ask him. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> let's uh, let's get him on to help us preview UF. Why not? But no, you know, West would wind up being your guy in the interior to go along with uh, Bishop Thomas and Daniel Lyons. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Marvin and, Jones Jr., and a great Kelly, year. Sorry, come Dustin. on down. And, and, and a great year. Not a great year for defensive linemen this cycle. You, know, you have a couple, you know, top-notch guys in, in, in Nolan and then the kid out of Orlando, Dundee or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. his name is but it's not a great year for for interior defense alignment so to get three guys that you know one guy that has a really high ceiling and and, and tyree west and then a guy like you know daniel Lyons, so i think it's probably the, maybe the best d tackle in the state of florida this year and then you'll you'll get bishop thomas a guy who will be a space eater for you i i, I think that you you know, you, you, you hit a you hit a triple with, with that position if you can bring that three, those three in. So, Jay's asking any word on silent commits after the UM game. I'll just keep it blank and just ask, like, do you think they're 
had to have been some silence. You know, we heard a few things after the game. Yes. D. Lou. Yes. Yeah. Multiple. There's your answer. And then Christopher saying, is MJJ and Earl Little a package deal basically no. with their friendship? And I don't believe so. Marvin Jones Jr. actually answered that on his Instagram story no, last they're night. Not. That they're not a package deal. No. Uh, uh, they're, they're not deal, a package deal. A package deal would be more like a Jalen Brown and, and Lamont Green Jr. who've been friends for a long, mm-hmm. long, long, long time. What are you trying and to who, say? Who spent a, a lot of <laughs> quality time together. Um, Where are you going but, with that? You know I'm You're the Dustin. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, or, or Little it. It is another guy who, again, you know, you know, it looks like Alabama is going to flip Damani Jackson, and, and, and then that's going to complete USC. their class, and that's going to benefit FSU tremendously because that's a really, really good football player. You know, th- that is a another. Yeah. No, I'm not going to pigeonhole him and say you know Jalen Ramsey, Joiner type, but he's that kind of kid who can play that 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 sub package nickel. You know, can play in the box and play out wide. You know, he's that guy who can play that. You know, that position that Jones playing now so well for the Rams in, in this defense. So, you know, if they could pull Earl Little, who I who I, I've been high on personally for well over a year, that w- that would be absolutely ridiculous if they get him, Hunter, and Sam McCall, best defensive, best DB class in the country. Yeah, and I don't think um, Little and Marvin Jones Jr. are are a package deal, but you know, being good friends, mm-hmm. one could impact the other. So it's only a good thing for Florida State if they do get Little into the fold. Mm-hmm. Can't hurt. It, it, it's always good too when you know Dad, who played for Miami, you know, has a great experience when he comes to Tallahassee. So yep. you know. I will say that's one thing Florida State has done a fantastic job of because, you know, you think about um, the Sam Howells and, and the Nick Crosses and the relationships with the family there to to now where Florida State is winning over families. Like, they've won over Kevin Coleman's father and, and family as well. So the coaching staff is doing an excellent job, you know, of not just connecting and developing relationships with the kids themselves, but also with their families and, and really – doing what they can to make this feel like home. Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job there. That's what Mike Norvell does really good job at. You know, it's family first, and that's what, you know, he's done really well with Travis Hunter, and he's relayed that off to other recruits, and I think it's worked out pretty well. Take a look. Yeah, at I, I, I was talking to um, – I haven't posted the interview yet, but Jezza Riley, the uh, 2023 quarterback that they're evaluating – Right now, sorry, hiccups. But you know, this guy comes all the way over from Colorado to take a visit to uh, FSU. They haven't offered him yet, but you know th- th- this kid is a guy that they're keeping a close eye on. But um, you know that's one thing that he mentioned. You know, with his family, just the hospitality, and he didn't expect it to be a- 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 as great of a visit a- a- as it was, even for a kid that's not offered yet officially. And it's still a 2023 kid. Just how how, how welcomed that him his family and and he and he was. And it's just mm-hmm. that's how it is. Mm-hmm. There's a question here from Montre. 
Uh, we talked about it earlier. I mean, yes. I said it literally from what Jermaine Johnson said in a press conference, but Jermaine Johnson did indeed say that he would play in the bowl game. I so, think he'll play. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got so we get to the bowl game first. Got to get, gotta get to the yeah, bowl so. game first. Gotta get to he's got that mindset. Got to get to the Boston College win first. When we got so that's at one step at a time. Yep. Exactly. Let's one get step. through UF at six and six, and then we can talk about me going to the Gaston Royal Bowl <laughs> to play FAU. <laughs> Whoa, that'd be fun. That'd be exciting. Or NIU. I saw that on one of the uh, projections Ugh. earlier today. Uh, that would be exhilarating. It would be exhilarating. That means I don't have to fly anywhere. You just drive there. Probably so. play NIU. Freaking Mobile, Alabama, or something. I know. I do not want to go back to Shreveport. I drove through there to Dallas this summer. Yeah, just sucked. Let me tell you the lead. Let me tell you that. Uh, let's jump through some practice observations really quick. Then we're going to get into some basketball. Nothing too crazy to note on. One thing to say, Lawrence to Philly. Looks like he's going to be a full participant, definitely for this upcoming weekend. Norvell mentioned it too in the press conference afterwards that he expects Baby Nine to be back. This weekend, which is big time for FSU, good to have him back there. Definitely in the passing attack, too, because he was starting to click there. You guys, remember, he was starting to click in that offense pretty well and made a phenomenal, he had a phenomenal game against Clemson. Uh, and since then, has been hurt. But good to see that Lawrence Tofilly will be back this weekend. I thought overall, I mean, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I think this was their best week of Tuesday and Wednesday practices. Usually there's either a really good Tuesday or a really good Wednesday, but both. And Norvell wasn't going to say it. I don't think he wants the team to know it, but I mean, they, they really had some good practices this week and extremely competitive and, you know, everybody else seems to be fully healthy. There'll be some guys that we'll keep an eye on like Sidney Williams uh, and dinged up along with Devontae Love Taylor. We'll see if they're a full go this upcoming uh, weekend, but I think there's some optimism that DLT will be good and available for Florida state on Saturday, Florida state UF announcement kickoff time. There is going to be at noon trash let's get it out of the way man I got that's what i'm saying hey, that's what i'm saying watch i can't stand florida so i actually want to watch and i won't be able to does that mean you're gonna have to leave at 7 a.m logan to get over there yeah the latest we're gonna get there for pregame yeah i was gonna say that's the latest uh, have y'all been uh no i've never been i've been yeah. in 2013 Oh, well, I, so, that's the only time I've ever been in Gainesville in the swamp is 2013. I so think getting in there as a media member is a pain in the ass. Perfect. So you know that now. So Florida give yourself, bad enough. Give yourself time. Uh, you, have to bars, walk. you, have to, guy, you don't have to walk a mile like I do, Dustin. That's a long walk, bro. Oh, yeah, it, my, it's my a decent legs. walk. My legs hurt. Hurt. Oh, wait, hold up. You get to go hold park on. in the hey, parking hey. garage. You guys flirt and walk later. over. Flirt later? Yeah. <laughs> we'll flirt in the... Talking about Javante Barnes right now. We didn't talk about him. Oh, yeah. Can you say who he is and what he does? Well, he won't respond he to my freaking DM. Yeah, me either, but... Who's Javante Barnes for our podcast listeners? He's a running Force back our from... Force running back from Bishop Gorman out in, out in Vegas. Um... Looking like it's down to FSU, Oklahoma, and Alabama. Um, Florida State's done a tremendous job recruiting him. Um, I still would pick Oklahoma right now, but I think that official visit really showed him some things. And I think Florida State's going to be a legitimate option for him. Um, 
as we head into our early signing day. It would not surprise me if he signed with FSU. Yeah, I forget where he's going somewhere this weekend. He might have an official to Oklahoma. I I, I still would pick Oklahoma just because of what they've been able to do offensively, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up in Tallahassee. Be a big pickup there. Oh, yeah. Definitely in that running game. And I think, you know, Norvell has a great um, resume of what he's done with running backs. So. He's a little bit more of a problem there on that side. He's a little bit more powerful to Philly. You know, he's a little bit more well-rounded in the run game, but kind of like to Philly can get out in the passing game really well. Kind of like Ronnie Hill, who I think is going to be super dynamic in the passing game at, at FSU. Um, so th- that would be a, a good tandem to bring in. I wanted to bring up this picture real quick because I thought this was really cool that Marvin Jones Jr. shared on his Instagram page. But this is him back, I believe, in 2014 with uh, Dalvin Cook there. Um, could this have been 2015? No. It, it had to be 2015 only because Dalvin doesn't have the high socks. Yep. Yeah. Also, <laughs> is, is that a uh, you is that know, an jersey? Or 60. Uh, is that 18 yeah. or 81? It's got to be 81, right? Unless it's inside out, but it's probably 81. Yeah, it's yeah, it's upset. Yeah, 81. But the, and it's crazy though with Marvin Jones mm-hmm. Jr. looking like this. Yeah, the guy's and been on the program for like a like a little kid almost all of his life. Now, and then now that <laughs> genetics, man, yep. pops. Isn't that, isn't that wild, though? It's That's the, the only way. reason I didn't go pro, I'm telling you. The only reason. The only reason. The only reason. I almost did it, but they were like, your genetics aren't good enough. Yeah, so close, man. You're My 5'7", five, seven, 40. Damn. <laughs> You're seven years in college. Damn. <laughs> I know. You had seven years and didn't think about walking off. I didn't get been genetics a on any front, did I? Man. You didn't get any academic genetics, no, no physical genetics. No, that's like mind, mind, body, just some as a bag of rocks. Failure. What? what? <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> Nate, you can't be too mean to him. This is bachelor weekend. This is getting too real. He needs it, man. You're lucky he I'm needs. not participating in that. <laughs> Y'all it, two it, still have not met. We've it, all it, met, it, but it, still Dustin. I invited him to my wedding. He was supposed to come to the it, Miami game. It, yeah, it, it would be like it would be like. Uh, it's never gonna happen. Right, well, 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 no, 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 no. Next month. Next month. What, what happened to the what? What about the Kenny Shaw camp? He was supposed no, to be I there. I, I don't. I don't want Dustin to get this one sided. Me, Nate, and Logan were all hanging out before the Notre Dame game. Where was Dustin yeah. chilling at the house? Uh, I didn't make true. it. I didn't make it for that one. Yeah, exactly. So I was out there at two o'clock in the afternoon. Waiting for y'all chumps. You would not catch me out there at two o'clock. That's yeah, difficult. For eight Dustin soft. gets, Dustin gets there where like the starting lineup starts in basketball games. So <laughs> yeah, right, right when uh, no lie, right when the kicker's putting the tee ball in the tee, he's pulling That's, in. <laughs> yeah, trust me, me getting him to the stadium before games. Like I beat you he, there he, last week. He called me at the Notre Dame game at six fifteen. Like, hey, where are you, Mike? Kickoffs in an hour. Where are you? Yeah. We're about to go in the stadium. I'm like, I'm in the stadium. In but hey, seat. I still got to meet up with you two. Yeah. Nate went into the, the stadium two hours early. Yeah, I, I had to watch warm-ups. Barbecue sandwich. I know. 
You I should bring the COVID, footballs dude. out on the field. I I had to sit down, man. I was coming off COVID, man. I was gassed. <laughs> I, I feel that. I, feel I was that. gassed, dude. Oh. And, and then I had to walk back to the damn hotel room because we couldn't get an Uber. That's what pissed me off more than anything. Uh, yeah, Two damn miles. Oh, man, I was so pissed off, man. <laughs> oh, man. Christopher saying, have you framed the UM shirt yet? Uh, you got to send it to the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. I, I know I, I should, <laughs> but you know I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the you know the the auction to go off. And then oh, yeah, I'll, they got to buy it up. off of you. They got to buy it off of you. Yeah, man, so. someone's got to buy it off me, man. I, I haven't it. seen the eBay link come through. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. wipe my ass with it, man. Be authentic. Authentic. Why, why are we wiping our ass with it? To get the essence. <laughs> because that's why that's why I think of Miami, <laughs> the pure shit. You know, <laughs> he said to get the essence, <laughs> the ass sense. Yeah, that's what I think of Miami. You know. Oh man! Well, let's definitely move. I gotta quick think of something Florida. We got speaking of ass. Let's get to some basketball because they're off. Okay. All right. Oh, oh man. Man. I mean, what a right. I mean, that was a good transition. I mean, I'm a not, terrible transition. How do you lose to Florida? Wait, that wait, Florida team. Any any pro knows things going on basketball, uh, football um, wise going on? Is Scotty Barnes still making so Dustin Barnes Lewis look stupid? Yeah. Scotty yeah. Barnes what's up with people making a big to do about Jalen Ramsey getting pissed off about losing on the sideline? Oh my God! Yeah, let's on, talk man. about that it's because coming. they're having a hissy fit about Jalen Ramsey getting mad on the sideline at one of the coaches. I mean, that's first of all, can we talk? Number one, it's it's football. This isn't tennis or diving off boards or mm-hmm. we're not talking about. Badminton. This is football, so just go to. And it's even worse in practices. I, if you've never played football, you just don't know. But it's even worse in practices. You get you, there's bit there's pitching going on left and right with everyone. Secondly, what's the difference in Tom Brady having a hissy fit, throwing his helmet down, and cussing and being pissed off, and then Jalen Ramsey can't do it? I mean, he has every right to be ticked off. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's had a great season so far, and. Mm-hmm. Some guys are being wide open on the other side of the field. They laid an egg against San Francisco, bro. Like, yeah, I should never bet on that. They laid an egg. <laughs> you know, Derwin continues to be Derwin. Another double-digit sack game or tackle game. He's just out there. But he caught the L. Which yeah, is more they lost. You know. yeah. but, Jameis no. had a successful surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to repair his ACL injury, so that's good news to hear. Yeah, yeah. Scott, Scotty Barnes is being Scotty Barnes. Sixteen points, eight boards, three assists. Is he playing right now? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't know where you're getting those. Uh, that's, a, that's the season averages. Season averages. Oh, Sixteen, yeah. eight, and three. Terrence playing pretty well too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, he's. We knew that. So funny thing: the two of the three best three man lineups are Terrence Mann in the lineup, like in the entire NBA. If you look at plus minus, he's in part of two of the three best lineups in the NBA. So just Terrence Mann being Terrence Mann, Scotty being Scotty. I wish Pat was playing because that, that Chicago team's good. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yep. Finally, shit. Beat Boston. Uh, yeah, Saints Dallas, can't do anything now without Jameis, too. I mean, they also, I think Alvin Kamara has been dinged up also, but. Mm-hmm. They can't. We're talking about the NBA. They, like I don't. We don't well, we're flip flopping everywhere. No, we, we're going left we talk, and right. We talk football. Now we, now we, now we talk two. Now we're going into basketball. Let's talk about Florida. Let's talk about Bobby Hart. 
They say about Florida beating Beat Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah, what the hell State. is that, man? Yeah, Florida State. I'm not even going to stay. Ruin the, the, the perfect weekend. Beats the I, 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 knew as soon, I knew as soon as Florida State beat Miami, like, we're not beating Florida. It's over. Streak's over. Streak's done. Um, man, what happened, Austin? Because, golly, it seems like now the football's – you see, you see Twitter. I know you're ticked off about it. All the basketball. I, I turned I turn that shit off, happy. man. I, I sat through it. I sat through it all. It's it, it really all it is. It, it's we could talk about Florida and Tulane all in once. They're basically the same games, just with different outcomes. Florida State's just not making shots. It's as simple as that. They're getting open. There's t- there's tons of open shots throughout the game. They're just not making them. You know, Anthony Play was 0 5 from three last night against Tulane. All five shots he was open. Um, Caleb Mills is he's getting open, he's getting to his spots, just not making them. Um, Raquan Evans has really struggled the last two games. Um, was one of not eight. Surprised. Against, yeah, he was one of eight against Tulane against Florida. I don't even remember. I don't want to look at that box score again, ever again. Um, it's just they're not making shots and they're turning the ball over too much. It, it's kind of the same story from early last year. Um, Are they pressing, Florida, or is it just? It's just mental Good. mistakes. Yeah. It's like Raekwon Evans is dribbling off the side of his leg. You know, he over dribbles and the ball just flies out of bounds. It's it's mm-hmm. little stuff like that. It's just irritating. Um, Florida has a great defense. I'm not going to discredit them. Tulane's matchup zone was trash. It's not a good defense. Florida State was going to open all game. And just, they just weren't making shots. It's as simple as that. Um, I, I wish I had more analysis than that. Because the defenses look phenomenal. I mean, the defenses look really good. You held Tulane to 29% from the floor. Their lowest they've held anyone in two years. Um, they still forced Florida into 16 turners, forced Tulane into 13, I think, off the top of my head. Blocked nine shots last night. Evans may not be scoring, but he had four blocks last night. The, the defense is theirs. We're waiting on this offense to pick up. And when guys like Evans are struggling, Jalen Ward, they look scared. He looks scared to death out there. Um Luckily, Cameron Fletcher's been phenomenal. You can make the argument he's Florida State's second-best player behind the league. Um, John Butler looks better than expected. Um, You could tell the the staff is starting to trust him. He played the most he'd played all season uh, last night against Tulane. Cleveland is coming in strides, but the free throw shooting is terrible. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if he finished below 60% of the year from the free throw line. Um, He's nice and not a good free throw shooter. Really, the whole team's not. Well, was he like that in high school? Yeah, he, he was like that in high school. Dang. Hmm. Yeah, he, he's never been a good free throw shooter. That was that was his huge weakness. Was he's not a good free throw shooter and three point shots still developing. His form's great. His form looks good. He's he's just gonna get more comfortable. Um, and then outside of that, I'm trying to think. So three players. games in Austin, are, are, are you are you more down on 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 Worley now? Isn't that what you've expected? It really hasn't been. You know, he's just, he's so timid. He's just not a threat to score right now because he's not looking Why? to. There was, so there was one play in particular against Tulane that, that just stuck out so much. Late clock scenario, he has the ball at the top of the key. He looks up, sees there's 10 seconds left, and then just immediately gets it to Caleb Mills and gets out of the way. He's, he's just so timid. I don't know if he's nervous, anxious, scared. I don't know what it is. He's just not looking to create for himself, and that's an issue. And then on defense, he's overhelping. I think Tulane got nine points just from him overhelping. He's supposed to help, but he's not supposed to help when he's the pass away. He's supposed to stay in that lane, keep the pass from getting there. Instead, he's 
slacking down, trying to stop the drive. He, he just needs to stay in that lane and, and keep that pass from getting there, especially when he's guarding Jalen Forbes, the Alabama transfer, who has the ultimate green light. Him and Jalen Cook are both just phenomenal shooters. Um, it kind of reminded me of the UCF game last year where Darren Green Jr. came into the game shooting like 25%. It's exactly what Jalen Forbes was for Tulane. Really struggled his first two games and just lit us up. He was hitting tough shots, credit to him. And I knew Jalen Cook was going to be great for Tulane. But world is just – he's struggling. And Florida State needs him. There's a reason that Caleb Mills got a lot of time at the one last night. I think that's going to be a theme going forward, at least until we get to conference play, because world has got to get some confidence somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's only right. game three. You know, yeah. it's not time yeah. to to panic just yet. <clears throat> you know, integrating six new players. I, I still feel like this team has a long way to go. And you know, guys like Worley, the other true freshmen, their confidence is just going to rise throughout the season as they get more and more experience. And I, I think you said it on Twitter last night, maybe Austin, or in your article or somewhere. But it's really going to be hard to judge what this team is going to be until after the new year when they really yeah, have a good 10, 15 games under their belt. It's it, This is a team you really got to have patience with. And we've been saying it all offseason. The offense is going to take 10 games to come around, 10, 15 games to come around. Until we get to late January, I'm not going to make any kind of judgment on this team. Just cause, like Dustin said, they're integrating six new players that they're all relying on outside of Naheem. Um you're relying on Matthew Cleveland. You're relying on John Butler way more than I think any of us thought they would this early. Relying on Cameron Fletcher, who's really been impressive. Relying on Caleb Mills, who's struggled, but he's at least getting to his spots and getting open. It'll come around, and I'm still I'm still pretty confident that by the time we get to late January, early February, this team's going to look pretty damn good. But it's going to have some growing pains, and I mean a lot of growing pains. But it's also not just this season. You go back to the year where we should have won the national title, Look at some of those early season offensive games. It looked bleak there for a while. Um, struggled against Purdue in the Emerald Coast Classic. Really struggled at Indiana. They always have these games early on in the season. Got to be patient. Like I keep telling myself that. I keep saying it. Just got to be patient. Purdue's going to wax that ass if, if yeah. they play like that. <laughs> Not even – I'm expecting dude. Purdue to beat us by 15. Purdue's so good. <laughs> it's going to be like a 75-50 type game. I, I don't know about that. It's just the the way Florida State's bigs are playing right now outside of Malik, and their two best players are their bigs and Trevion Williams and Zach Eady. Just good luck. They're going to have to bring out some crazy game plan, which I know they will. I'm curious to know who's going to have to scout for that game to see what kind of game plan they come up with. Um, I mean, good luck. Good luck against those two. Good it, luck. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just honest question. Do you trust any of Florida State seven footers to guard seven four Zach Eady right now? No. No, I don't think the coaching staff does either. That's why they have Butler in there. Yeah. I don't. Co- I don't know if that's you know a good sign that Butler's progressing or an indictment of the rest of Florida State's bigs. Quincy and Naheem didn't play a single minute against Tulane. Like, they just don't trust these guys right now. It's not looking good. They just really do not trust these guys right now. And you play Purdue, who has the best front court in college basketball outside of Gonzaga in two weeks. So, good luck. <laughs> yeah, Butler's – I mean, he's just too small too to match up. Like he's, he's got the height. It, once he adds 75 pounds, he'll be a really good player. 
Um, it was crazy last night. Tulane fans, there were there was a couple of Tulane fans. There were Tulane fans there. Yeah, they were in front of me, and they were that. taking they were taking pictures of John Butler on their cell phone, and they're like, "Look at this dude! Like he's his, so his he's shirt so looks tall. He's so skinny. Too yeah, his his wingspan is so too big because it's the sleeves are like all the way out <laughs> here." Like bro, I could grab his I could grab his arm, his whole arm, and just boop. I got my whole hand around his arm. Like it's crazy. I mean, to be fair, he's a super talented player. I mean, you just Absolutely. you watch him and the you can potential. see the potential. You, you, once he figures out, hey, I'm seven foot one, I can shoot over people, like he did with his first points last night. He got yeah. the ball in the high post and just shot the ball. I'd um, like once like he figures that out, once he figures out, hey, I shouldn't be making full court passes. Uh, once he adds 50 pounds, <laughs> he's gonna be a really good player. Um, he's yeah, gonna figure just... some mental things out, but he's he's gonna be a really good player here next yeah. year. Yeah, I'm That's just why. looking two, three years down the road when he's got you know hopefully 50 or 60 more pounds on his frame, he could be a monster for Florida State. And Malik warned Malik warned me at ACC tip off. He said, hey, "Watch out for Butler. This guy's gonna be really good." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no freakouts. Learned said after the game that they do have. I mean, he felt like the younger guys were a little bit more relaxed than the veterans were last night. And I kind of saw that too. Just, just feel like anybody was in sync for the olders. And so the young guys still learning. And Leonard also said that they've got a lot to do still with figuring out what that rotation is going to look like. You know, that's still a big time work in progress. The good thing is you probably saw what your crunch time five is last night with Raekwon Evans, Caleb Mills, Anthony Polite, uh, Cam Fletcher and Malik. Um, I don't see that changing much over the year, especially if Fletcher keeps playing like this. Um, what I would love to see is Matthew Cleveland really make some strides. Then you bump Caleb Mills up to the one, take Evans out. And then you just have this crazy versatile five of Mills, Cleveland, Polite, Fletcher, Osborne. Where they're just all super athletic, can hurt you in multiple ways offensively and defensively. That's the dream lineup. I don't know how much we'll see it, especially once we get later in the season, you're playing at Duke and you need that crunch time five. Who knows? But um, that, that's that's kind of the dream goal right now. And we'll see. Evans Evans has just been bad. He had four turnovers. I don't follow it. I don't follow it like you do, Austin. But, you know, that I, I was going to say that after, you know, I, I'd like to see Cleveland step up and bump out Evans. He's been I, solid. I just think that that uh, Mills has more to offer as a point guard. I don't, I don't know if it's more to offer as a point guard. I just think Cleveland is more versatile than Evans. Um, just because you, you right just, now you, you like what I said, yeah, yeah, it. It, it, it's <laughs> it's kind of the same comment. Whatever, Evans is just he's a negative offensively, but he's superb defensively. I mean, he's a dog on the ball. He hit four blocks last night, including two, one really impressive one where he came from the weak side and blocked the center. He's great defensively. He's just, it's, it's not what Florida State needs right now, um, offensively. With, when they're breaking in so many new guys, you need something that can get guys settled. I mean, can he play the five? Probably better than Malik, or not better than, better than, better than Malik. No, better than Quincy. That's what I was going to say. Quincy or Naheem. The seven footers have potential. They're just, they're just way behind the eight ball right now. Where they could have used Balsa this year. You know what potential means, right? You haven't done anything yet. Yeah, it, it's. We, we, I was talking about it the other night um, when I was watching the Seton Hall Michigan game. How you have this butterfly effect of you have Ike transfer out when he was supposed to be your senior last year. I don't even want if, to talk about that. If he doesn't transfer out, then Balsha stays for this year, and you have this 
unbelievable front court last year of Ike and Balsha. And then you have Balsha for this season. This team looks crazy. It's just this crazy butterfly effect. Uh, I really don't want to talk about it. And I, I really don't like the situation. Thanks for bringing it up. Sorry. Uh, but now, I mean, Florida State has no time to just chill. I mean, we got some some matchups here. This we won't be able to recap until we'll be previewing Purdue in the next podcast because it's yeah, crazy the daunting amount of games that Florida State's going to go through. But they'll be playing Loyola uh, on Sunday, and then you well, turn let's, around. Let's specify which Loyola because there's three. Uh, they're playing Loyola Marymount, Marymount which Marymount. is the one in California. Then they, it's part of the Jacksonville Classic, so then they'll play the result of SMU and Missouri. Um, Florida State's the best team of the four. I would say Loyola's second. SMU third. Missouri's not that good. Um, so that's probably who you would prefer to play on Monday. Um, and then you come right back at it on Wednesday and play Boston University, who's was picked to be the favorite in the Patriot League. So no breaks. No breaks at all, but then luckily you get a week off before you play Purdue. But you think those three games, that slate right there, is really going to help solidify and figure it out? They'll be finalizing that final rotation there. Like that's going to be that's got to be not really helpful. Not, or not really. Just with these with these classics or midseason tournaments, um, where, where you're playing back to back days, it's the first day in particular, Sunday. They're going to use their depth just because they're going to have to if they want to have a good game mm-hmm. on Monday. Um. So I don't see them solidifying the rotation. Then they're going to maybe against Boston university. That's another game where they're going to have to use a lot of depth though, just because guys are going to be tired, come off that classic. It's um, going to take time, you know, basketball's yeah. it's just that game where you have to put in the work and it takes long stretches for, for stuff to come together. You're not thinking by Purdue. It won't be. That's what I I'm doubt saying. It. No, I, I, I doubt it. I mean, you like, you'll know That's in 12 days, bro. No, you, you already know who your eight is like your top eight. But you're trying to figure out how do you work them in. Um, and I think that's more of what Hamilton was saying. He wasn't really saying, I don't know what I'm doing with rotations right now. He's saying, I don't know how to put these guys in the best spot just yet. Right. So we'll, we'll see. You got to find so, the lineups that fit together, the minute distribution. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And, and, it, you, it just, and you really don't want to play. You really don't want to play Malik Osmond. I don't have time, minutes. Dustin. Austin, you you would know the answer to this question. This is the most least experienced Florida State team coming into a season since when? Who probably um, fifteen sixteen, right? With the year with you, we had Terrence, Dwayne, Malik. What five five true freshmen that year? I think it was four. It was four true freshmen, and then you had um, JUCO Benji Bell, and you had oh they had another JUCO guy. Who was it? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, probably that because outside of your bigs, it was a pretty inexperienced team. Um, you, you had Boris and Ojo. Um, Kofer was still really young because he was hurt a lot mm. as a young. Um, I would say that team because wasn't that also was that the year that Aaron Thomas left earlier? Or was that the year before? I think it was the year before. I don't know. Um, top of my and head. That's and why then I asked had, you. And then you had XRM who was a sophomore. That was a really young team. That's probably the youngest I can think of. Was that the Miami year for XRM? No, that was, was that, the, that, was that was his freshman year. Yeah. Yeah, his freshman year. Um, and that year, 2015-16, you made the NIT. To be fair, they were one game away from the tournament. If they beat Pitt at home, they make that tournament. Um, who else was on that team? I'm really curious now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Devin Booker was your senior. Um, 
But, he's doing yeah. great for the Suns right now too. Okay, outside of him, your your two leading scorers were freshmen. Then it was X, who's a sophomore. Then two seniors. Then another freshman. And then you know you had Quez as a junior. You had Benji, who was a JUCO guy. Monte Brandon, who I don't want to talk about. And then Chris Kamaji. Mm. So that was a really young team. They'll get it. They'll get it together. That team didn't have the depth this team does. Um, they didn't have the potential this team does. So they'll be fine. Just they, they got to work some kinks out. Just like Mister First, Mister Two First Name said here. That's his literal name here on YouTube. Says Coach Hamill, get these boys in line. So, he will. I, I'm not. I'm not concerned it. about it. Just There's be a patient. Reason why he's a really good coach. Yes. Be patient. Absolutely. They'll be fine. The, when they beat Louisville by 15 at home in early January, you'll forget all about early November. <laughs> Write it down and clip it, chat. Clip that. So we need Go ahead. One. Go ahead. Louisville sucks. I'm, I'm ashamed I put them third in my ACC preview. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never done that. I can tell you that. Hell no. At least Virginia sucks too. I kind of called that. <laughs> well, let's jump into the rest of the pod here and end it off with some Florida State versus Boston College preview. Austin, I'm gonna. I mean, we'll get to the score predictions. I won't call you out on anything, but he's on the whole trend of picking against Florida State. And I think we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to stick to that along with Dustin. I am. Too. I am as well. Have to stick with yes. that trend. I already, I already gave Dustin my prediction for for Friday's article. I'll, yeah, he, he, he. Austin's pissed off that Florida State football one. I'm so fucking off. mad. Yeah, he is ticked <laughs> off, and I get that he hated looking at Twitter too on Sunday. Ooh, have you yeah, Have he, you he, talked he, to your friend uh, Perry Weston? I haven't blocked. I haven't blocked. He's a prick. And Go I'm look at his timeline. Really though. I want to see what he's tweeted. Oh, no, trust me. I get I get it sent to me. <laughs> I, it's not like I don't see it. People send it to me like, is this guy for real? I'm like, sadly, he is for real. <laughs> well, Florida State's going to be facing against Boston College at noon. I should probably know. Dustin, where is the televised? Network. And your favorite channel. Oh my god, I can't wait. For I don't even commercial. have it in my Comcast selection. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, you gotta, gotta go to uh, you should find whatever link you can find, guys. But that's gonna be at noon up there in Chapel Hill. No, not Chapel Hill. I'm an idiot. Chestnut, chestnut. My bad. So if it was a Chapel wrong. Hill, we'd win. Not wrong, not wrong, Dustin. You're gonna be there. Are you excited about being up there? Is this your first time there in the stadium? It's going to be yeah, chilling. I mean, yeah, I've never been to uh, Boston College before. It's looking like it's going to be like 40 to 60 degrees. It's Not a noon game, so. Not bad. It, Not it bad, won't be that bad. I was going to be going up to Boston when you originally playing the trip. You thought it was going to be like 20. Yeah, and luckily it's not going to be at night. I Honestly, I never night. really thought it was going to be that bad because Boston in November is like before the winter gets bad. Normally in January is when like all the snow and stuff really starts coming pretty often. So really – this is the perfect time to go check out the game, and we got our tickets for eleven dollars. We're on the front row. It's so you're gonna, not even it seems in the press like, box. What are you doing? Well, I've got four other, three other people with me, and Logan. Logan didn't come, so I can't sneak everyone a press pass and fake it. Oh man, yeah, I love. We love school. We love school. Um, but first thoughts heading into this game, into this game, gentlemen, Florida State's looking to try to get a ball game. And, you know, Florida State's starting to find that rushing attack again. And that's going to be crucial for this game. And that passing, that rush, that rush pass right now, I mean, or that pass rush, I said it completely opposite. But Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas, Robert Cooper, love it. 
I mean, that's going to be key for a guy that doesn't like to turn over the ball, too. And at Boston. Yeah, I mean, the, the key to this game, really, to me, is, is Boston College's quarterback, Phil uh, Jerkovic. Um, you know, you look at whenever he was out earlier th- earlier this season, Boston College started out 4-0, went 0-4 while he was out, and now in the last two games that he's returned, they've won them both and, and had a couple dominant offensive showings. I believe they got over 500 yards against Georgia Tech this past weekend. Um, Jerkovic threw for 310 yards on just 13 completions. So he's he hit a couple deep shots, but also he had a couple short throws, and their playmakers were good enough to get by, you know, the bad tacklers on the Georgia Tech defense and create some extra yardage. So taking a look at them, they're they're definitely more of an in- interesting matchup uh, than I thought originally coming into this game. I feel like it's a little bit easier of a matchup than I thought at the start of the season. I thought Boston College was sure. a little bit better. Um, you know, you look at that 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 start of the season, people were really high on them, but they played Colgate, UMass, and Temple in Missouri. That was the first four games. Uh, yeah, they played yeah, toothpaste. I, yep, and Georgia Tech is one of the worst defensive teams in the country. So, you know, I, 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 I get the, you know, Marked improvement under Djokovic. I, I get it. I understand it. Um, you know, for me on the road is, though. Yeah, you know, it, it, in this series since Boston College has joined the ACC, the away team in this series is eight and seven. So the away teams have a lot more su- success traditionally in this uh, in this game. Uh, but you know, if, here comes a Boston College team that is, you know. They're not great against the run, and that's what Florida State does well. And and I, I kind of feel the same way that I felt against Miami, is that if Florida State can establish a run, um, you know, this is going to be a game that I think they can have a lot of success in. Um, you know, against Clemson, they gave up 231 yards. Against Louisville, they gave up 331. Against mm. Syracuse, they gave up 293. And last week against Georgia Tech, they gave up 213. Um Three of those were losses. They beat Georgia Tech because you know they were able to throw the ball really well against Georgia Tech. But three thirty-one against Louisville, man, um, seven yards a pop against Louisville that they they gave up. They're giving up almost six yards a rush on first down. So there's a lot of opportunity for FSU to come in uh, and dominate on the ground and get into a lot of second shorts that open up the playbook to stay ahead of the chain. So, um, you know, again, and it's going to be for this week and next week, Florida State is 0-3 on the season if they get under 100 yards rushing, and they're 1-5 on the season if they get under 205. So the key for FSU is to get over that 205 mark. Um, they get 205, there's a high probability that they're going to win the game. So that's what it comes down to for, for me. You know, Boston College is a team that, you know, they're well coached. You know, they only give, I think, what, five penalties a game plus two in the, or they're, they have a turnover advantage of two. They force 10 fumbles. They don't get out to the quarterback very well. They protect pretty good, but, you know, I, I, I kind of think this is going to be like Syracuse where Schrader was giving FSU some fits um, with, with, with the running, running attack and, Jokovic is a good athlete. You know he can run the ball pretty well, so I think that's going to create some 
some stress for the FSU defense, but I just think that it's if it if Florida State can run the ball, like I think they can. I think this is going to be a game they, they they pull out. This is where Jordan Travis made his debut. Two thousand nineteen. State quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Th- three runs for ninety four yards and two scores, something like that. Ninety five mm-hmm. yards, something yeah. right around there. Yeah, Boston College can give up some points, you know, other than facing some weaker opponents, you know. I mean, their last game against Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech is not great whatsoever this season. Uh, Shouldn't be impressed, but allowed 30 points from them, allowed 34 points from Missouri, allowed 28 points uh, from Massachusetts. They were down 21-7 against Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're a bad Georgia Tech team. Yeah. Uh, 28 Obviously, from Louisville, and their loss there in Syracuse, twenty-one. So this is not too a fantastic defense. Once again, that Florida State's going to be facing offensively. Uh, and you know the advanced stats: FSU is forty-seventh in F plus on offense. Boston College is seventy-third um, on defense. FSU is forty-second. Boston College sixty-first. And the SP, you know, FSU is fifty-third. Boston College is sixty. So these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, so I, I, I think this is going to be a, another competitive close game. Yeah, I'm wondering what it really comes down to. Is it Florida State's pass rush once again? Is it Florida State scoring a lot of points, takeaways? I'm just wondering what's going to be the key factor here because I thought going into the Miami game, pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. I thought Florida State was going to be fine on the ground and everything offensively. I think Jordan it's the same. Being back. You got you to gotta get after Djokovic, but you also got to – be smart and not over pursue because he will be able to uh, beat FSU w- with his legs. So you got to be able, got to be smart with you know with that run, that run, that rush. You got you can't get out, get out of lane. You got You got to be smart. So you know, if, if they can play control and, and play smart defense, I think it's going to be a game that you know, FSU has a good shot at winning. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be facing Jaden Lars would be his squad up there. Austin. <laughs> Jane That's Lars how I feel would. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. a decent year. Yeah, it's great. So what's going to happen when um, this is a perfect game to get Ja'Kai Douglas up in the slot. And get yeah. Lars will be up on him in the slot. Good practices this week. Put that shit in for six. Go ahead. Put it in for six. Calling it now. Uh oh. Think Norvell's lining it up. Lining it up. Put it down. <laughs> Mismatch. But yeah, nightmare mismatch. I mean, let's talk about. I mean, Jakai Douglas. Man, they're Dillingham and Norvell in the press conferences this week. They said they. I mean, he's a guy that they can rely on. He can catch the ball. Even if there's good coverage, he can catch it. They got to give him more opportunities. Definitely deep wise, Florida State has been dying for a deep threat wide receiver, and Jakai Douglas is that right now. And they've got to give him more opportunities. It's mandatory moving forward for throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the season because he's a deadly threat and explosive wise. He's earned it, and he's a, more of a hybrid guy because you can move him around a lot of, and then you can send him down the field. Mm-hmm. Good hands. Well, I mean, you look at it. You know, the depth chart they've got him listed at running back, but then. Most yeah. of the time when he's coming on the field, he's impacting the game out of the slot. Yeah. 
yeah, that's what I'm saying. Complete hybrid guy. And that speed is what allows him to be that. So, um, interested to see if we'll see a lot more Ja'Kai Douglas this upcoming weekend. I think it should be, like I said, mandatory. He's got to finish off the season strong. They got to use him more. Uh, yeah, Florida State health wise seems to be good. Like I said, baby nine should be back too. So that adds in to a little bit more of some packages that you can throw at Boston College after not seeing him uh, the last few weeks. Baby nine back there too for Jordan Travis to throw if need be. Um, both tight ends fully healthy. Cameron McDonald, along with Jordan Wilson, finishing off the season strong. There's a lot of positives going in. That's one thing that you get worried about after facing, you know, a rival in a game is that really physical guys getting hurt. We saw against Clemson where a good mm-hmm. amount of guys dinged up, but it seems like Florida State, the biggest thing coming out of that game, healthy and ready to rock uh, against Boston College on Saturday afternoon. And so, you know, if that kind of play style and game readiness is how it was against Miami, Florida State fans should feel pretty good about this. So. Uh, no, like you said, the team, the team's pretty healthy. I mean, obviously, at this point of the season, no one's 100%. Everyone's banged up and, and dealing with something, but nothing bad enough to really keep a lot of guys out. You know, we should see just about everyone be ready to go this weekend. They're going to, you know, both Brownlee and I, I'm expecting Cooper to start again. You know, they're going to have to really lock down, you know, Zay Flowers can't let. And beat you over the top. Um, you know the running back's pretty solid. He's got almost a, a thousand yards in the season. Um, it, it, it's a balanced attack. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a competitive game, but I just think that you know it, it's another style matchup where FSU has a pretty solid advantage in that. And that's with the running game versus their run defense. You know, their, their front four is pretty bad. Um, you know, their, their, linebacker, their linebackers are decent, and they, you know, they've been okay in the back end, but their front four, you know, Florida State has an opportunity to, you know, really punish this team in the, in the trenches. So, you know, this is a, an opportunity, too, for, for Travis to you know, stay in the pocket and, and deliver some strikes if he can carry that over from the Miami game. So, you know, I, 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 I like the matchup. Um, I, I've always hated – where it was on the schedule more than anything, you know, in, in between your two rivals. I, I, I've hated the it's spot on the game. schedule, you know, so, you know, can they yeah. come out with, with even keel emotions and, and play smart as they really are really pushing for that, that six and six mark. So. Yeah, I think too, looking at practice, why that's things that I just, take off of too when making picks is you know guys you get that big time win you get all that national love the fans are loving you and everything but can you go back and dial in and have the same energy and norbell mentioned it on sunday's or monday's press conference that sunday's practice was what he like really wanted to see in it that a lot of energy guys competing and tuesday and wednesday we got to wake up nate uh tuesday and wednesday guys just getting after it man guys making plays i mean it felt like it just you had no energy game bro day. you put me to sleep man you gotta wake up let's go man you know what you need transition me nate what do i need what do you need you need to send us some celsius yeah you need to send us not, some celsius. you're not wrong about that i do I drank a Red Bull before the show because I can't get any Celsius. Whoa, whoa, we can't talk about that. 
Cut it out. Yep, got to cut we, that out. Dustin doesn't know about Boom. Can we, can we wow. talk about how you are a uh, hoarder? You don't share? Dude, he's got like four how, cases. I was going to say, how many, how many different uh, cases? No, no, there's nothing in those boxes. Those are shirts. Uh, oh, are they polos that I don't have yet? No, they're not polos. Hey. We'll make sure you have one whenever you Logan. go to the South Carolina basketball game. I think I'm about. I'm, I think I'm gonna drive up there to that. Hey, I I, I need four men's medium shirts. Medium. Uh, I mean large, large. For oh yeah, you need it for the for the All American game, don't you? No. You, what what do you need? What do you need for? Bro, <laughs> it, it's going to someone. It's it's for a good cause. <laughs> is random i'm scared i don't know where they're going it's gonna be sent it's, off to it, north it, korea it's going, no it's going to someone that's in the military oh well, then that works they could be in north korea because it could be military now well so been is I there any u.s you, military in north I, I, korea I, I now i can't tell you where they're at but maybe prisoners to kill you prisoners <laughs> <laughs> god dang this turns gets the addery but give, to our friends game shirts to our friends at Celsius, definitely appreciate y'all. Y'all saved me today before the gym because I had no interest in having leg day today, just like Nate makes fun of me. But at a Celsius this morning, Nate, my legs, oh, they look amazing. They look good. So, I, so I, I keep telling my staff members that I get free Celsius. You know, I haven't got it yet. It's really they just keep, me. <laughs> they, they, keep, they, they keep asking me for it because, like, they all drink it. It's, it's taking I'll, over. It's taking over the bang. It's taking over the. You know, five hour powers is taking these are the better. Rebels. These don't have all those nastiness in here. These have actually vitamins in it too, so it they, makes you feel better. Every, everyone's bringing in Celsius now. That's taking what I'm over saying, man. Everything is it because here the spear? I think so. I well, think that's no, what it is. Well, that, that and yeah, you know, just my my overall care salesmanship. Yeah, you're doing a good job telling them about it. But yeah, seven essential vitamins in here. Um, you don't have any sugar. All that non-GMO stuff, really nice and healthy drink and definitely healthier than other drinks that Dustin told on here uh, to all of our viewers. If it's uh, so good, why don't you chug the can right now? Do you want me to be up really late? I do bad with drinking over amounts of caffeine, but this one actually lets me settle down a little it. bit. God dang! Where's where, where, where uh, <laughs> this milk chugging that's supposed to happen too? Yeah, wait, we completely oh, I forgot. Oh my god! I do, oh, I do have a, I do have a quarter gallon in the fridge. If you want me to go grab it real quick? Yes, man, a quarter gallon. That's some weird stuff, man. Go I grab that. Finish while that we start so fast. Nah. Remind All me for right. next time. Well, we'll do it for next week for sure. All right. Uh, but yeah, shout out to them. Go make sure you check out the link down below. Uh, you actually get twenty percent off. Uh, this one is the sparkling strawberry guava. It's actually my favorite, and this is what the big hit is this November. So that's the deal that they, they are giving you. But these are awesome. We've seen a lot of uh, good, uh, a lot of good comments on Twitter and Instagram, and on the show too from you guys trying them out. So definitely give them some love. Awesome brand to be working with. Definitely appreciate them hooking it oh, up. Oh, dude! Next Thursday Lots is Thanksgiving. Nice. What's wrong with Thanksgiving? How are we going to do a podcast on Thanksgiving? I was going to talk about after the podcast, but, you know. We'll figure it out now. later, right? Dang, man. I need to look ahead at my calendar more often. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I've been getting blindsided. He's not an adult, Dustin. You, you guys can go ahead and, and podcast. I won't be available next Thursday. I'll be out of town. I'll be in a food coma. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that is true. I eat a lot of food. Divorced kids, we have to eat a lot of food throughout. Uh, I, I eat about holidays. fourteen rolls. So. Were you a child bride? Fourteen or rolls. There's, huh? You said divorced kids eat a lot of food. Yeah. You go eat at your dad's place, and you go eat at your mom's place all in oh, one day. Okay. You didn't understand that. Just the way you worded it. Yeah, so you're, you're trying strange. to get like psychological on it, you know? It's just who I am. I'm smart. I try to play with y'all's brains and wake you up, Nate. But yeah, shout out to mm. them. Twenty. Uh, use our use the code. We have our own code too. Twenty percent off at twenty FSU. All right, let's, get the, let's get to the score predictions. Nate. Before d- Nate's got to go to sleep. He is so tired. We got it. And, and we started thirty minutes earlier now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> that sounded that? good on you. That sounded good on you. You should do it more often. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I feel like I went early last week. I'll go first. I'll go oh, look first. at VZ because we already know it's coming from VZ. Yeah, so. I'll go first. I, I will read word for word what I, uh, what I put in our group chat when Dustin asked for score predictions. Uh, I said, basketball is playing poorly and I'm blaming football since apparently neither program can have success at the same time. Hoops plays their own Boston team next week, and I'd rather win that game and the games they have this weekend. Boston College 27, Florida State 20. Boston, once again, going with Boston College. Or, like, I mean, yeah, other schools other than Florida State. Which, Listen, if you can keep on doing that, then... Listen, man, I need, I, I need my basketball program to have success, and the best way I feel like that can happen is Florida State doesn't make a bowl game. They can beat Florida next week. That's fine. I need my basketball program to do well. But you believe in your coach, Leonard Hamilton, so you shouldn't have to rely I on I do, that. but apparently these two programs cannot have success at the same time. That's just something that's weird. So my turn. I'll go next. I I need whoever FSU plays in basketball, this tournament they have coming up, I need FSU to go 0-3 over the next week and a half. So 12 days out from playing Purdue – that means if FSU goes winless up until Purdue, that means FSU still plays two football games, wins those two, and then they go ahead and start winning against Purdue. That's what I need to happen. If, so, if we lose, if we lose every game in the next three, you will not see me on this podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I just think that it, this is a game where FSU is going to be able to win the ball, control the clock. I think they're good after um, Jokovic. I still think that he'll make plays. You know, he, you know, he's pretty shifty. I guess the word is crafty. You know, he, he's he's a solid quarterback, man. Like he's pretty good. Um, plays well within the offense. Doesn't turn the ball over. Um, and I, I think they'll they'll score some, but I just think the FSU's run game is going to be the difference, and I think they're going to win twenty eight twenty four. Ooh, got the Knolls one in again, back to back weekends. Yep. Eight. Okay. So my my prediction is purely for. Reverse jinx purposes, you know, because so reverse jinx doesn't happen if you talk about it. Uh, I'll just forget you that can't, you can't talk about reverse <laughs> jinx. We'll just block all this out of your mind because I'm saying it anyway. <laughs> but I predicted FSU to lose against Syracuse, they won. I predicted them to lose against UNC, they won. I predicted them to lose against Miami, they won. Guess what I'm doing tonight? Whoa, I'm picking Florida State to lose so that they win. So you know, next next Thursday or whenever we have this podcast because of Thanksgiving, you can thank me instead of instead of Logan. But oh. 
That's literally the only reason I'm picking Boston College. I think Florida State is going to play a good game. We'll see what happens. Boston College 34, Florida State 31. Ooh. Whoa. What? Oh, wow. This is going to be good because guess what? I've got Florida State winning this game 34-31. Yeah, you just copied me. No, I didn't. I had Mark Rogers show last last night. Now I say it a day in advance, 34-31, Florida State. I think the rushing game once again. And from what I saw in the practices, two really great practices Tuesday, Wednesday. That's what I always go off of. Everybody's making fun of me earlier in the season saying, oh, that's practices, practices. What are you doing? It's worked out well for me pretty much so far. I'm uh, the best. Austin, I'm not, is- what am I, seven, seven and three? Seven and three on the season for out of no game. Who, who, who does FSU play in basketball this week? Again, Loyola Marymount. The result of SMU Missouri and then Boston U on Wednesday. Let's go Boston! Woo! <laughs> Damn! Let's go! Mustangs. I love it. They're SMU. Yeah, please send it on him, Nate. Send Let's it on go. his ass. Don't let Austin come in here. Do you, do you want me to be depressed the- for the rest of my life? Is that is that what you want to happen? Oh my God, dramatic! I, 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 if oh. you have to suffer for two weeks. And for, for <laughs> here's the thing. Game. Here's the thing. I, that I suffering for suffer. two weeks would expound into the whole season. So I I, I need to <laughs> suffer. I need you to go to wrath. My articles uh, are only getting 200 views a week, anyways. Whoa. Don't make it 100. <laughs> Don't share that publicly. <laughs> Don't make it 100. <laughs> Come on. So the, well, we could. Yeah, that's why we. That, that's that why they tell you that everyone wants FSU basketball to suck until <laughs> FSU can get to that six and six and get to a bowl game. And then they can go and beat Purdue and get it right. You know, that's you know where he. That's what I, needs I to happen. I don't want the path to be losing to Boston. You, <laughs> I can't have that. Well, that means you can get into some football recruiting too, Austin. Once yeah. nope. basketball goes nope. back to the nope to the two nope. thousands. There, yeah. Nope. I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to summon my, my very minute small Indian trait to hit my my heritage. I'm going to do an Indian dance to make sure that Boston College loses this week, but Boston University wins. Can we see that on live? Can we? See yeah, I do. I do a dance for you, man. All right. Can you give, give me a Celsius? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll send you. I'll send. I have fast day shipping tomorrow. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be at your front doorstep tomorrow evening, so I can set that up. Nate, I wanted to bring up something just for you. Uh, that I thought you would enjoy just to end off the podcast. If I can find it here, I thought you would oh, enjoy God. this. Oh God! Uh, Is yeah, it yeah, piss yeah. me off? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this about a ukulele? Probably. No, it's not the ukulele. I'm trying to get everything off the screen so we can have a full. Uh... We'll even take this get, off. Get that off the screen. Well, I'm trying to get everything off. There you go. All right. There you go. I just want to end off the podcast here and give you this right here. Oh, it's going to be a score this. prediction from last week. To end the podcast. Nope. Oh, no. I wanted to, I wanted oh, to give I saw you that. this. What the f- oh, that? this. Oh, Lord. Is it gone? Um, any, any kind? Uh, seems like. Uh, oh no, they haven't taken it down. What, what is this supposed to be? It's, is that so like a it's, new a, it's TikTok, bro. I, that's all I. Is get. it like a recruiting video? What is happening? This is from UF. This is from in a class there, and people are saying this is Anthony Richardson. Is this Anthony? Oh God. 
and then I lose it, and then it's gone. Hey, women's shout basketball. Out, shout out women's basketball for killing Jay Udenow. Balling? This is looking a little scary for there for a second, but let's see. <laughs> if that if that is Anthony Richardson, he looks upset. Don't know, don't care. That's got to be for extra. Credit also, he, he's he's wearing an game, SEC so. tee, which I am I the SEC. Yeah, let them suffer. I couldn't care less. This is this was one of the most. Remember, remember that uh, Rowdy Reptiles video they did? What was it last year or two years ago? This is it was like a couple of years ago, where in the stadium they were almost doing that bad. awful. Like that Cardi Nicki Minaj B. song, Cardi B, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Cardi um, B song. God, I oh, hope God. they do. Make sure to post this on Twitter because we got like a million views whenever you post that. A couple that years ago, that is true. white the video is. I'm just saying, Louie, no piss curl. It's just full on white. <laughs> what? <laughs> look, how, look how white that is right there in the red sweater. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. To... I'm sorry to all the other white people that have to watch that. And... Did you see how awkward we are? I, I, I don't know. I understand when they say we have no rhythm. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. That is Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I just thought I'd give y'all some things to sleep and have nightmares about. So really scary to watch, and hope everything's okay in Gainesville. Because I don't even know if I could do that for extra credit. It won't I, be in two weeks. I'm gonna burn that city to the ground. I, I will say I'm one and zero in my in my time in Gainesville. Florida State beating <laughs> be basketball by twenty. Aren't you going with me to the game? Our credentials got approved, so. Yeah, but I'm not going to be with you if you burn in places to ground. I mean, it was already burning preseason. You I was going to say that the swamp was already on fire. Yeah. Finish that shit off, Dustin. Wouldn't be a shock. Burn <laughs> that shit hole to the ground. And we just lost our credentials. <laughs> make, make, make sure, make sure you bring some some Clorox bleach wipes so you can sanitize your body when you leave there. I'm just gonna have to burn myself. Have that Gainesville jerk, you know that freaking cesspool of rednecks and chlamydia <laughs> awful <laughs> such an awful town <laughs> we really hit the nice thing i saw there was like uh the best the, thing that ever happened to them was waterburger and they closed it but i'm saying the nicest the building i saw in shitty Gainesville. ass mall and their stupid Subtle rap is legendary it's not stupid just freaking awesome. i hate games though man Speaking of clothes, Jim and Mills closing. What's up with that? Wow. Yeah. Pandemic know. getting everybody, bro. Man. Getting too close? close to home. Jim and Jim Mills, Mills. closing after Thanksgiving. November 28th. I'm going to cry. Mm. Yeah. They're supposed to be our sponsor. We let them down, boys. You let them down. You go there every other day. Well, you're like the marketing director, CEO guy. So <laughs> get it done, bro. Oh goodness, we gotta get off here. Uh, I should have never shared that video. We just lost our credentials. So, uh, all right, everybody, enjoy the rest of y'all's week. As always, you can listen to podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. If you're on iTunes, leave a review if you would like. If you're on YouTube, hit the like button, hit, hit the subscribe button. We go live now every Thursday nights at 8 p.m. with basketball and football coverage. Why are you talking with your eyes closed? You look really weird. Because, because people don't know that on the podcast. So I can sit here. I could like talk like. Trying to remember what he rehearsed before the show. Make sure he gets it right. Thank you, Dustin, for backing me up. Look at that. That's my friend, Dustin. 
Can't you feel the family? The brotherhood? The family brotherhood that we have here is... Feels a little forced, but... And my legs look awesome, by the way, right now, Nate. And the podcast. You're obsessed with it. Uh, All right, let's get out of here. Everybody have a great rest of y'all's weekend. Enjoy the weekend. And go Steelers. Adios.